Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Well, good morning, church. It's such a pleasure to be bringing the Word of God to you today um, into your home. And what an opportunity we do have to be in our homes, modelling for our families what it is to serve Jesus in these circumstances. It is a great opportunity. Yes, it's a pressure, um, but it is also a great opportunity in God. Um, Just this week, I was standing in my son's bedroom, ready to put him to bed. And he turned around and said to me, in his dead silent room, uh, we don't have devices or distractions in their bedrooms, just nice lighting, um, a beautiful map on his wall, books for them to enjoy. And he says, Mum, I'm watching TV. And I'm, I was quizzical about this, like, what, what do you mean you're watching TV? There's nothing in this room. Um, this is just a really nice, quiet room for you to enjoy books and sleep and so forth. And he says, no, I have a TV inside of my head that I can switch on and I can switch off. Now, before you think we've overloaded our kids with devices, you know, you're actually probably right. We have this week. Sometimes there is a sanity in turning the TV on. But what he was trying to describe to me is that in his imagination, in his mind, he had the ability to decide on what pictures to focus on. And we had an amazing discussion about the dominion that God has given us over our mind and our soul to decide what we will focus on and what we will reject as a focus. You know, God has given you great dominion. And and this is such an important thing for us to embrace in this season. God has given you dominion, not only over your own mind and your will and your emotions, but He's given you dominion to decide what you'll consume, what you'll allow to influence your thoughts and your emotional life um, in this season of life and in fact, from all of life. My husband, Andrew, and I um, enjoy watching the odd movie together, but we find it really hard to decide on what to watch. We seem to meet only in the area of war. Both of us love a good war movie. And um, in the last year or so, we watched a movie called Greyhound. Many of you have probably watched it. It is actually a great movie and with great integrity. I can recommend it. There's nothing dodgy in it. But it's the story of um, Captain Ernst Krauss, Ernest Krauss, and he is commanding a destroyer in World War II to actually free the North Atlantic. So he is um, offering um, kind of a, a convoy, a guard to a whole host of passenger and supply ships across the North Atlantic at a time when the German U-boats were active and destroying these types of vessels. And so the boat, uh, the, 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 the whole area is riddled with these U-boats. There's, a, there's a, um, a, the threat of them blowing up these precious supplies for the war effort and uh, destroying passenger ships and so forth and strangling the Allied powers. And so he is charged with his very dangerous but very crucial mission. Well, during the mission, he becomes weary. Um, He's been on the bridge of the ship all night. He's um, been under relentless pressure. And right in the middle of this pressure, um, there is a a German U-boat called Wolfpack that actually takes control 
control of the airwaves and finds the frequency that Greyhound, this ship that's been commanded by Ernest Krauss, is on. And in, in commanding the airwaves, they just begin this relentless uh, stream of intimidation, mockery, taunting them with fear. Um, and these men can't go anywhere. They're stuck in this tin ship, really, um, in the middle of the North Atlantic and, and actually coming under the threat and intimidation of an unseen enemy. Well, to me, this sounded very, very familiar. Um, being right in the middle of a pandemic, our people are now really weary after almost two years of this relentless unseen enemy. We see the effects of it. We hear on the news, the numbers and so forth. Um, but it seems like so much of the weapon that's been COVID-19 has been the intimidation that has come with it, the, the fear that has come with it, the anxiety. And that's actually completely counter to the life that God has called you and I to live. God designed us to have dominion over our own minds and our emotions. He actually had it designed you maybe not to live a, a peaceful and, and, and carefree life. You know, life in this world does come with trouble, but God absolutely designed you to live unintimidated. So this morning, I wanna talk about being unintimidated. You know, there is an enemy at large that is wanting you right now in the face of this pandemic, in the face of a whole lot of circumstances through the force of intimidation that he's exerting on the airwaves of your life. There's an enemy at large wanting you to abandon your mission, to abandon your purpose, um, not because of bombs, not because of um, the certainty that you will go down, actually just by the threat and the intimidation of the possibility of it. And it's it's an insidious thing and it's robbing believers like you and I of a life of victory that God intended you to have even in a pandemic. Well, today I wanna look at the story of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was um, a man on a God-given mission. God had consumed his heart with a noble purpose. God had consumed him with a passion to see the wall of Jerusalem rebuilt, to see people's lives restored, to see um, God move in the city of Jerusalem again. And, and God gave him the anointing to do that mission. God gave him the resources to do that mission. But along the way, he encountered intimidation. You know, at every single point in the journey of Nehemiah, intimidation seemed like it was a close companion. You know, at the beginning, it came to throw him off course with mockery and false accusation. Um, you know, and in fact, at every possible point in the middle, in the end, um, Nehemiah had to stand up under the voices of intimidation. So I feel like he actually has something to say to us in this area. You know, a truth for you to hold on to is the, the enemy really only tries to intimidate those who are advancing the Kingdom of God. Nehemiah 2.10 says, When Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite officials heard about this, they were very much disturbed that someone had come to promote the welfare of Israel. Isn't that just like the enemy? He gets wind of the amazing things that God has put in your heart. He gets wind of the fact that you are having a great impact through your pastoral care of people. He, has, um, he gets wind of the fact that you are blessing people, that you are praying for people, that even in this pandemic, you are choosing to love your family and seize the opportunity that God has put in front of you. And of course, he doesn't like it. So he applies pressure and intimidation and he doesn't even need to disrupt your mission 
action, if He can disrupt your mind and your emotions, if He can change what's going on in the screen of your mind, the TV screen of your mind, as my son would put it, He can actually cause you to abort your mission. Well, at the beginning of the mission, they pressurised Nehemiah trying to disrupt it with intimidation and mockery. It says in Nehemiah 4.1, when Samballot heard that they were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews and in the presence of his associates in the army of Samaria, he said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those, that heap of rubble, burned as they are? Tobiah the Ammonite, who was at his side, said, what are they building? Even a fox could climb up it and would break down the walls of, their wall of stone. Well, they go on and they do an amazing work and they complete the wall in 52 days. But even upon the completion, the intimidation and the pressure comes. Nehemiah 6, 1-2 says, When word came to Samballat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies that I'd rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it, though up to that time I had not set the doors and the gate, Samballat and Geshem sent me this message. Come on, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono but they were scheming to harm me. You know, you like Nehemiah have an assignment to complete. God has put something in your heart to bless the earth with. God has given you a family to raise. God has given you work to do. God has given you a mission. And you know, God knew that there would be a pandemic. God knew that there would be economic rumblings. God knew the times that He appointed for your birth and your life. God is not unaware with that, uh, unaware of that. And because of that, God is gonna make a huge difference in the world through your life. But also because of that, the enemy of your soul will come in with intimidation and fear and mocking to give you the temptation or tempt you with the, um, the desire to quit. You know, the life of Nehemiah really was how to respond to that temptation to quit under intimidation. It really is a picture of how to be unintimidated. So this morning, I wanna declare over you as we open the Word of God that God would put steel in your spirit to resist the urge to become intimidated. And if you are having moments of intimidation to know what to do with that because God has an incredible purpose for your life, even in a pandemic. Well, the first thought from the life of Nehemiah and the mission of Nehemiah is that intimidation pushed him to prayer. You know, um, there is such an opportunity in God that when we come into intimidation, when the enemy comes, um, that like a flood, we would raise a standard with the Lord, that we would come into prayer and that it would be reminded to us to actually go to God in prayer. You know, especially in our God assignments, we will come under pressure and intimidation. The pressure of the actual assignment itself. Am I, am I up to the task? I feel intimidated, Lord, at what you've, what you've um, brought me to do. Maybe it's the fear and intimidation um, that comes against you from the outside, what other people are saying. Maybe it's the fierce opposition and the tricks of the enemy when you've actually completed and had great victory to try and pull you down and to, to actually become discouraged even when you've done a good work in God. Well, at every stage of Nehemiah's journey, Prayer is the weapon of His choice. Nehemiah 6.9 says, They were trying to frighten us into thinking their hands will get too weak for the work and it will not be completed. 
but I prayed, now strengthen my hands. Isn't that incredible? The external voices were trying to say, you will get weak. You will not complete the work. And maybe there are voices in your world saying something similar that you're not up to the task of homeschooling or you're not up to the task of holding your marriage together during a pandemic. You're not up to the task of blitzing it at work or finishing your uni degree or even doing your HSC. And God would say, hey, don't listen to that voice. Come to me in prayer because I've got the truth to tell you. I've got something to say to you and I am gonna strengthen your hands for the task. You know, Nehemiah recognised the opposition. He didn't deny it. And sometimes we have to come to a place of honesty and say, God, I am under attack or I'm feeling intimidated. I'm feeling fearful. But then he relied on a power much greater. At the beginning, he stepped out in faith and prayed. When the opposition came, he prayed. When he um, had an, uh, an unanticipated unseen attack, he stationed some builders to, uh, some to, to build and some to defend. It was a picture of prayer at the heart of the rebuilding effort. Maybe you're discouraged by your prayer life. Maybe you feel overwhelmed right now that your house is crowded and where do I pray? Where's the time to pray? I wanna encourage you that prayer may look different in this season. It may be a sigh and a crying out to God in the middle of the day. It may be as you, if you got your hands in the kitchen sink, talking to the Lord. It may be worship going on in your house. It may be getting up early for a walk. I'll never forget when I taught at a school in Liverpool that um, I would literally drive out to school every day and I'd take the long way. I'd take Heathcote Road so that I had times of prayer in my car with the Lord. Um, as a young career person, um, I would shut myself up in my classroom uh, at lunchtime and pray over the seats of my students and believe that God would move. I've got friends in the professions, in the corporate world and, and many of my friends have told me I just go into the boardroom periodically to pray over any decisions I need to make. You know, I remember even as a teenager being in the bunk room in my grandparents' house in Port Macquarie and praying that God would touch my family and sensing the Spirit of God come and um, anoint me and bless me and move in my life in that place. Don't be discouraged if you're weakening in your faith in this season, particularly in the area of prayer. Why don't you call a friend or um, reach out to one of our pastors. We would love to stand with you. Um, 2 Corinthians 1.8 says, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. That's quite extreme. Maybe you've felt in that place yourself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril and He will deliver us again. That's a word for someone. God has delivered you and He will deliver you again. On Him, we have set our hope that He will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayer. Let intimidation drive you to prayer. Let fear, let the voices going on in our society not drive you away from God. Let it cause you to run to God because He has power in this season for you. Well, moving on in the life of Nehemiah, um, 
Intimidation didn't just press him to prayer. Intimidation pressed him to purpose, relentless purpose. You know, one of the things I have observed um, in the last 18 months to two years with everything going on in our community is um, just the the abandonment of purpose that so many um, have experienced because of these unprecedented events, because of the events um, that we're observing, because of that 11 o'clock press conference every day. There's almost like an epidemic of abandonment of purpose. Um, and it's a real uh, trick of the enemy. You know, Nehemiah actually would have none of it. Um, he was so clear about his purpose. He was so relentless in the holding to his purpose that he allowed the pressure and the intimidation not to drive him away from his assignment, but actually he got real stubborn and dug his heels in in an even greater way to purpose and assignment. You know, a key strategy against him was to actually attack his purpose and he just absolutely dug his heels in and his way of dealing with it was to actually galvanise himself in the Lord to his purpose. It says in Nehemiah 6, 2-4, Samballat and Geshem sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. Just a little distraction to, to, to move away from the work. But they were scheming to harm me. So this is what Nehemiah did. I sent messengers to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it to go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message. And I've got to say, that's how the enemy works. He will try and relentlessly wear you down, break you down. But you have got to galvanise yourself like Nehemiah and say, and each time I gave them the same answer. You have got to stick to your script in God. You have got to resolve and resolve again that you will not abandon your purpose. You know, God has given you a word. God has spoken to you. God has put dreams in your heart. He's put desires in your heart. God is doing things in your life and you must not abandon your purpose. God has not changed His mind. God is the God that works through all circumstances. You need to resolve and resolve again. And just like Nehemiah, let opposition, let intimidation drive your purpose deeper. Let the compass needle of your life be bang on your purpose. You know, when you are under the pressure and the temptation to quit, when you are under the pressure to walk away from your marriage because the stress is too great in this season, when you are under the pressure to leave church because where's God in all of this? When you are under pressure in your faith, that is the time to resolve and resolve again, to stay on purpose, to stay in God, to stay at your post and complete your assignment. Let pressure press you to purpose. Let intimidation be a reminder to stay at your post in God and complete your assignment. God's gift and call on your life are given without repentance. What that means is He calls you, He saves you, He sets you on fire and He will never take it back. When He called you, He meant it, pandemic and all. Well, finally... Um, in the life of Nehemiah, intimidation pressed him to prevail. You know, generally the pattern in the life of a believer kind of goes some variation of this. It's the call 
God comes and He shows you that He loves you. He plucks you out of the kingdom of darkness and places you in the kingdom of His Son. Um, And He fills you with a great sense of purpose. He excites you with the dreams that He puts in your heart. And, And it's just an amazing experience. But then it goes journey. And there's an in-between bit and of course the completion. And when we're called, rarely do we actually perceive and understand that there will be opposition, that the call of God to get to the completion actually involves a journey in the in-between. And um, sometimes that throws some of us, that, that we get blindsided, like maybe God's not with me. Maybe He called me and then He forgot about me. And actually though, you're just in the typical journey of a believer. There's a call, a journey, and then a completion. You know, maybe it's the fear of failure. Maybe in that in-between bit, that journey, um, there's a fear of God not coming through. Maybe it's the intimidation that I will be overcome. But I wanna say this morning that pressure and opposition are a given. And in fact, they can be a gift. Intimidation that's been sent against you, you know, what the enemy is meant for evil, God can use it for good in your life. And it can be a force to galvanise you to actually prevail and become stronger in the things of God. You know, I wonder what you would do if you knew that you could not fail, that no matter what circumstances your life would be lived in, whether that was a pandemic or um, shocks or curveballs that come your way, what if you knew that no matter what, you will not fail, that God will bring His work in your life to completion? Well, Nehemiah took that tack that he would prevail. No matter what came against him, he knew what God had called him to do. He would rebuild that wall. And after 52 days of focused building effort, in, uh, you know, under intense opposition, security threats, heart-rending criticism, mockery and intimidation, um, he actually finishes the wall. Uh, completes that task and assignment God gives him. But not only that, goes on to 10 years of reform in the city of Jerusalem, um, bringing back the law of God because he kept the compass needle on the due north of his purpose and he prevailed. I reckon that's gonna be your story, that God has called you to prevail, not to just start the journey, not just to to love God and come into His salvation, only to come to the middle part of the journey, become intimidated and give up. I don't believe that's your journey for a minute. I believe your journey is to be called by God to go through the journey of His workings in your life, sometimes with very adverse circumstances, but I believe that you will prevail. That is your destiny. That is actually your calling God and He's equipped you to do that. Everyone who had mocked and jeered and opposed Nehemiah, um, actually, um, it all got turned on them because he prevailed. He stayed on purpose. It says in Nehemiah 6.15, So the wall was complete on the 25th of LL in 52 days. When all our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they realised that this work had been done with the help of our God. That is gonna be your testimony. You're gonna live your life. You're gonna come into great victory in God and you will say, God has helped me. You know, David speaks of this in Psalm 46 verses four to seven. And he says, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God 
God is within her. She will not fail. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Sounds like our day and age, doesn't it? Kingdoms fall. He lifts His voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. That is God's Word to you. He's your fortress. Maybe you've been under intimidation recently. Maybe um, you've been listening to the media and hearing the drip feed of the negativity and the numbers. And of course, these things are, are necessary on one level to know. But God wants you to find relief in His presence this morning. God actually wants to minister to you. He wants to actually break the power of intimidation over your heart and mind and actually bring you into a place of faith this morning. If you need that, if you need the, the, the compass needle of your life reset right now, why don't you open your heart? Why don't you open your hands right now? And I'm gonna pray over you. God, I just thank You, God, that it is for freedom that You have set us free. And right now I speak freedom over the people of God. I break the power of intimidation, God. I pray this morning that in place of fear, anxiety and intimidation, we would know what it is to trust in You as our fortress, God. I thank You that You are doing a great work in lives right now. I thank You, God, that You are removing shackles. I see shackles on minds and hearts this morning, breaking off. I see chains falling to the ground and I see a new freedom in the people of God. Maybe you're listening today and you don't know Jesus Christ and you long for the love and the freedom that He gives. Well, the beauty of it is He is literally one prayer away. He's been pursuing you. Perhaps you've been sitting in your lounge room this morning and you've just felt as I've been talking, you know, I wanna know that God that she is talking about this morning. Well, the beauty of it is you can just say yes to Him. You know, it says in Revelation, Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if anyone opens the door, I'll come in and I'll sit down and I will dine with them. You know, it's a beautiful picture really of us opening the door of our heart to Jesus Christ this morning. You know, when He says, Behold, I stand at the door, He's talking about the door of your heart and He's knocking and He's ever so gentle, ever so loving. And He's just waiting for you to say, Yes, yes come in to my heart. Well, if that's you this morning, why don't you pray with me? There's gonna be a prayer that goes up on the screen. I'm gonna pray it. If you pray this prayer, no matter where you are, even if you're alone in a hotel room, a lounge room or a car, God is there with you and He will hear you and He will come into your heart this morning. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I believe in You. Come into my heart and be my Saviour. I receive Your forgiveness, love and complete acceptance. I am now set free from my past. I am now a child of God. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.